Ken and those who are here, members present, and we celebrated uh, just 107 <laughs> years as a church, as a building here, as, as a members here, and we gave many thanks to our pioneers who organized this church. And today I am happy that we are continuing the work that started 107 years ago in this community. I wanted us all together, if we can, to say the scripture today. Let's say it. Jesus wept. I mean, if you would be the first one uh, in the, uh, you know, like sometimes uh, youth meetings, and sometimes people would be asking, I remember when, when I was young, people would be asking, can you recite a text in the Bible? This would be probably number one for me, because it's so short. Um, the Bible speaks to us today that uh, it is time for everything. But we do everything together, like the first church in New Testament. When people are laughing, what do we do? We laugh to, to, together. When people are going to war, everybody is going to war, right? Uh, when people are crying, what do we do? We cry. So today I want to discuss about, about crying. And uh, when I grew up, I, I remember, it doesn't matter what language you speak or culture, what culture you grew up, but you hear that uh, real men do not cry. Have you heard that? Yes. And uh, crying for uh, women or men in some cultures, it's considered to be a weakness, right? Yeah. And uh, I uh, learned that 6% uh, of men in the United States are crying um, at least six times uh, a month. I mean, tearing up. You know, you listen to a music that you heard in your childhood, or you you have a, a, something you remember about loved one that you lost, right? Or you, for example, watching a movie, and and it moved you so in in such a way that you, you tears coming down. But then in Asian culture, I I remember reading that it's like. 0.1% people are crying monthly. Like, uh, it's a shame, almost, like, shameful thing. So I decided to look at Jesus. Because we, we want to be like Jesus, right? So to see if he ever cried. If he didn't cry, maybe we have to follow and, and try not to cry. But if he cried, maybe it's okay to cry, right? So what's the science behind crying? Research suggests 
that when you cry, your body releases endorphin, endorphins and oxytocin, the natural chemical messengers help to relieve emotional distress, along with physical pain. In other words, crying is self-soothing behavior. Isn't it interesting that God put into us uh, an element of us or such a mechanism that helps us to be comforted? And those people that cry, they actually are comforted as they cry. I didn't know that much, but that's the mechanism behind So number one, we are going to go with clicker. So number one, uh, we have toxins in our body. And there are three ways to get rid of tox toxins uh, in our body. There are three different tiers, reflex tiers. Uh, reflex tiers, they clear debris like smoke, dust in your eyes. Then you have continuous tears. It's what we do not notice, but our eyes, at any minute, at any second, they're moist. And there are some uh, problems, health problems, when people lose this ability, and then your eyes become dry, and it's really, really irritating. And people have to put liquid into their eyes constantly. So that's continuous tears. Those kind of tears do not bring what emotional tears bring. There's a different way, different mechanism for emotional tears. And that's, those are the tears I would like to, to speak to you today. So continuous tears contain 98% water. Emotional tears contain stress, hormones, and other toxins. So as you cry, you actually take out the toxins from your body. And researchers have theorized that crying flushes these things out of your system. Number two, it helps self-soothe. So researchers found that crying activates parasympathetic nervous system, PNS. PNS helps our body to rest and to digest. So the benefit aren't immediate, however, it may take several minutes of shedding tears before you feel soothing effects of crying. Number three, it dulls pain. Crying for a long period of time releases oxytocin and endogenous opioids. And these feel-good chemicals can help both physical and emotional pain. Number four, number four, it improves mood. Crying, especially sobbing, lifts your spirits. If you sob, you take in many quick breaths cool air. Breathing cool, cooler air can help regulate, uh, uh, regulate and even lower the temperature of your brain. Cool brain is more pleasurable to your body and mind 
than a warm brain. As a result, your mood may improve after sobbing episode. When we cry, what happens? What people do when you cry? Support. So you get social effect, social support. When somebody is crying, when the baby is crying, what happens? What the parents do? Take the child, hold it, hug it, kiss it. So you can obtain comfort being surrounded by people that can um, be near you and care for you. Number six, it's a very natural step when people are grieving to cry. It's important to cry when you are grieving. You should not hold on inside. You should be crying. Crying is important. It involves periods of sorrow, numbness, guilt, anger, and crying in particular important during the periods of grieving. It may help your process and accept the loss of a loved one even though we would never accept that. Excessive crying is not good. Excessive crying is not good. If you have that, it could be because of um, depression. And in that case, you, you should consult with a doctor. And number seven, rest restores emotional balance. When do we cry? Is it when we are sad? Not always. So sometimes we, we cry because we are extremely happy or scared or stressed. And researchers at Yale University believe crying in this way may help to restore emotional equilibrium. When you are incredibly happy or scared about something and cry, you may be, it may be your body. Uh, it, that's the way to recover from experiencing such a strong emotion. It's true when we cry, it, it, we come down. We kind of getting more balanced. And number eight, it helps babies to breathe. What is the first thing when the baby is born? They have umbilical cord, and that's how the oxygen goes to the body. But then when umbilical cord is no longer attached, the baby should start breathing on its own. And sometimes you have liquid in the lungs, in the nose, in the mouth, and crying actually helps to clear up that. And so when the baby is born, sometimes the babies are born and they're not crying. Right? So what do they do? They, do? they help them. Maybe pinch, pinch them, something. And number nine, it helps us to sleep. Crying may also help babies sleep. There was uh, participants in this research 
and they had control crying. They would put their babies before uh, night sleep uh, into the crib, and they would let them cry a little bit longer. So as they cried, they put some of their energy out, right? And then they slept much better during the night. Parents didn't have to wake up many times. I am an emotional person. Even when I go to funerals of people I didn't know, you know, sometimes you have to go because it's somebody's relative, distant relative even, or sometimes uh, they ask uh, to use the church. And I did, didn't know any of the people family and we allow somebody to use the church and I'm present there. And when somebody is telling and crying, telling about loved one, I am crying too. Have you done that too? When you see somebody crying, you cry too. There was a movie, Saving Private Ryan. And uh, at the end of the movie, the old um, Private Ryan stands at the grave of the captain who gave his life for him and saved him. And he asked his own wife, am I a good man? Tell me that I have been a good man. There was a movie Armageddon and Harry says goodbye to his daughter Gracie. And he said, you know what? I have to break my promise to come back. Real men cry. Has God ever cried? Isn't it true that if you look at all the gods that people worship, most gods that they believe exist are emotionless. They have no emotions. They're stoic. You know, they, they don't cry. They don't get angry. They don't cry. They, they just do what they want to do. And people have to appease them by sacrifices, by something. Our God cries. Have you ever wondered what would ever bring tears to our God? When we suffer, when we cry, does he cry? And that's the story. You probably remember this story. The, the text that we took was when Jesus' friend died. His name was Lazarus. And his sisters also were friends of Jesus. And when Lazarus was sick, they sent for Jesus. Please come, our brother is sick. And Jesus was about two days walking away from Lazarus. Did he go right away? No, he didn't go right away. And if he, even if he would, he, he would have gone there 
it would be two days late because Lazarus died and two days later Jesus went and Lazarus was already dead for four days. My question to you, why did Jesus wait? True, true. It's, it's, it's explained in the scripture that that was done to glorify God. So that people can see he's dead. He's not, he's not resuscitated. You know, he's not just, it's a miracle. God can resurrect. So if, if Christ knew that Lazarus would be resurrected, he knew it, right? Nobody knew. People were crying there, relatives were crying, and uh, Martha was crying. The bo both sisters, they were crying. Why Jesus wept? He knew. He was not crying about Lazarus being dead. Because he is going to raise him up right now. That's right. So tears of compassion. When you see somebody crying, you cry too. That's a tears of compassion. God is crying when we are crying. He's probably rejoicing when we are repenting when we are crying. But he also has tears of when he is rejoicing. Tears of compassion. And you know what is, is interesting about this story that dead can hear Jesus. He said, come forward. He was dead and he heard and he came forward. Right? And one day, dead will hear God's voice. And there will be a special, special moment. Not just one man coming forward but millions of people coming forward. What a day it's going to be. I found out strange profession. So people are hired to cry. Um, that's what they are called neurologists. And it's uh, in many, many cultures, in India, in Asia, in Africa, in... Um, in Europe even, you know, the, the, the trick is that the people who are invited supposed to blend in, like they're part of the family, that they knew the person. So they should not act fake, like being fake. So they, there has to be skillful. So it's a skill to cry for somebody and to be hired to cry. So the money is given at the end privately, not in front of the other people. That's very important. And it's considered to be a religious experience. At the funerals, and in some cultures, it's a matter of religion. People have to mourn, people have to cry. And I was very surprised, it's, in my country it, it is, 
I didn't see hired people, but people are crying. And funerals are always somber, very sad occasion. And I never heard people would say something funny about a person, remember something that probably is is not in a place. But in the United States, it's different. Jesus wept. Here is, I wanted to say, the dew of compassion is a tear. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? Come and see, Lord. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. I believe he was crying because he was crying. So in other people crying. The, the other one is a tear of sorrow in the midst of joy. Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. People are treating him as a king. This is just two days after the resurrection of Lazarus. He resurrected Lazarus. The crowd followed Jesus. And they told the crowd that was already in the city what just happened. So because of that resurrection, he was treated as, as a king. Because this was exactly like the king would be entering. Showing how humble he is. He would never enter on the horse. But always on, on the donkey. Like a servant mostly. So, um, But the branches, the ropes that they would take off and put it under. Uh, that was all a sign that they accepted him as a king. And they screamed. They cried out for Santa. The Lord, may, may the Lord be blessed. And the same crowd, just a few days later, cried, crucify him. Crucify him. Why? What happened? Couple days, and they switched. They changed. He didn't do what they were asking him to do. He didn't become the king they wanted him to become. And when Jesus entered, everybody was rejoicing. Everybody was screaming from the top of their lungs. Blessed be the Lord. And what did Jesus do? When he came near the place where the road goes down to mountain Olives. the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices. And for all the miracles they had seen, of course, they, they saw Lazarus' resurrection. Blessed be the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples, I tell you. He replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. He loved those people. 
he wept not because he saw an arch architecture of that city, but because he saw the destruction and how many people are going to be killed very soon. In 70 AD, there was a siege of Jerusalem and almost a million of Jewish people were killed there. And many of them were taken as slaves. Jesus was crying because he knew what is going to happen. So what kind of tears are these? Tears of sorrow in the midst of joy. People didn't know why Jesus was crying. Even if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side, and they will dash you to the ground. You and the children within you, your walls, they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. And the last time in the Bible we see Jesus crying, maybe he cried many times, but what is recorded third time was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Garden of Gethsemane. Why did Jesus cry there? He was looking for uh, support from his father. And he knew that it's going to be extremely difficult what he's supposed to do. So when he came to ask, he, as a human being, he asked, is that possible that this cup should not be taken? Is it possible? So you can see the humanity of Jesus. But what he showed to us, that he submitted his will to the will of his father. He said, it's not me, but it's whatever you say, we will do. But it was not easy. Why the blood, the tears, the sweat, why is it showing that Jesus was real? Like us. Sometimes we, we, we shed tears and, and we sweat and, and maybe sometimes even blood comes on our face. Jesus showed that he is real. Even when he was resurrected, he said to Thomas, you can touch my side. And when he met disciples, he had meal prepared for them. For them. He was eating with them too. Uh, I wanted to talk about these birds. You know what's the name for this bird? 
canary. And, um, there are beautiful birds to have as pets. They, their songs are so, so beautiful. These are yellow canaries. And I learned something uh, interesting about them, how the people use them, that canaries saved the lives of many people. Did you know that? So you know, of course, that uh, <clears throat> we depended in the past, especially, you know, the trains, the the houses depended on heat or energy. Uh, we use coal, coal in the, from the mines. But those mines uh, sometimes are deep inside of, of the ground. Sometimes it cave in and miners die. But sometimes, and a lot of times, what happens, there is a gas, uh, dangerous gas accumulated in those uh, mines. And those gases are not detectable by smell or by uh, color. How did they detect that there was a gas? They would take the birds they, in the cages with them, the miners. And the, these birds, when they, there is no gas, they're not agitated, they're calm. But if there is a gas, they start being agitated. And the miners have a chance to escape. And that would save miners' lives. If there is too much gas, um, the canaries would die. But still the miners were able to escape. They would give their lives to save the miners. And uh, reminds me so much about what we've been talking about, about our Jesus Christ who gave his life for us. And um, real men, like Jesus, they cry. Real men and women cry. So, I don't know, if you remember anything, maybe you can remember Jesus